Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion. Welcome back to the show. You know, I don't do a lot of interviews, me interviewing somebody else. I think the last one I did was a couple weeks ago with Les Brown. However, I I hardly ever post an interview where I was not the host and somebody else was. But I asked my buddy Brandon Hanley if I could repost our interview from yesterday. Brandon hosts a podcast. It's pretty cool called Spiritual Dope. And Brandon, full disclosure, um, he hired me to coach him three years ago. And I could tell when we first started working together, he was like, man, this is a big investment. Oh, boy. And then uh, we became quick friends, and he's just doing amazing things. Super sharp guy. Just a great guy. Great guy. And he's always asking. He's a seeker. He's like you and me. He's always asking questions. So something hit him a couple years ago. He, uh, he asked what it meant to have a relationship with Christ. And, you know, I explained what it meant to be saved. You know, we're here to share the gospel. Not that I'm the best at doing that. You know, we're all sinners. We all fall. But I wanted to just share this with you, kind of give you a different angle. Brandon started another podcast that he's passionate about. This is what, And it's blowing up. We, why is it blowing up? Because Brandon has an incredible passion to seek information about spirituality. Now, I talk about my Christian faith. But, you know, this isn't just for Christians. It's just, it's authentic, man. And I look, when you listen to this, understand, here's a guy, Brandon, who has been at this for a few years, podcasting, sharing a message, just exchanging value and trying to share information. And his podcast is blowing up. And so when you hear he and, him and I talking, understand, we didn't know each other until he hired me to coach him. And now we're friends. And that's the way it should be when you work with somebody. It shouldn't be this, you know, only email me. You know, you're not allowed to contact me. I have some of the best friendships I have right now are clients that hired me to coach them years ago or even months ago. And it's just, we just form this bond and it's such an amazing way to do it. So if you're somebody that wants to get into the coaching, consulting, do it because you can, you can foster amazing friendships. And even if you're not a coach or or a, a consultant, but you create courses, call people on the phone, you know, reach out, just have a conversation. Anyway, Here's my interview that Brandon did with me for his podcast. Enjoy. Hey there, Spiritual Dope. I am on today with the legendary Sam Crowley from Every Day is Saturday. And uh, something I haven't talked about on this podcast just yet is that Sam was Sam was like my coach. Sam was like the reason I have a podcast at all. So, uh, you know, super excited to have you on with me, Sam. What's going on? Hey, Brandon. Great to be back, man. It's been a minute since the last time we chatted, so I'm fired up, and I love Spiritual Dope. I think that's a great title for a podcast, so congrats, man. Oh, man. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You're a huge inspiration as to why I am where I am today, and I think that your message will really resonate with uh, the people that are listening to this uh, podcast, and I always like to start these off with like, hey, um, you know, God kind of talks to us, right? You know, we're just We're just here living out His message, right? So, in that vein, 
Um, what's God saying to you today that my listeners need to hear? Well, I think no matter where you've been, man, no matter how big of it, like I am the world's biggest screw up, you know, I've made way too many mistakes in my life and, you know, too embarrassed to talk about most of them. Uh, we, we, we hide a lot from, you know, our authenticity because we're afraid that the other people may not want to hear it or resonate with it. And, you know, we end up tripping over our past, man. And I'll tell you, if you, the, and I'm not saying you got to put all your stuff out, you don't need to do that, but I just did a Facebook live video literally right before we jumped on about this topic. So if I can share that, if it's okay, I just, yeah, wanna, yeah, absolutely. I just want to say that, you know, I help people really gain clarity on what their message is, you know, and people are like, well, I'm not an A-list celebrity or nobody knows me and I'm not famous. That's great. Like that works in your favor because mm. I don't know about you, but I am way past wanting to hear from Hollywood or A-list celebrities about how to live my life or who to vote for or anything like that. I just, I go to a movie. I want to watch a movie, you know? Right. I want to learn from everyday people that are struggling, that are having financial relationship, money problems. Not that they're whining on me, but they're one step ahead of where I am. So if I'm making 10 grand a month, I want to learn from somebody making 20 grand a month. If I'm mm. in a, if I got a girlfriend, I want to learn how to make that person my wife and how to treat her right. If I want a closer relationship with God, then I want to plug into somebody who doesn't need to be a pastor, just but somebody who's worked some, some messy stuff in their life and they figured out how to just get through the valley. They haven't figured life out. I mean, nobody's got that figured out. So God places on my heart every day. Watch what you say, Crowley, because you're a loose cannon out there. Okay. The tongue can be used for good and not so good. It can be used to tear down. It can be used to build up. So make sure you try as best you can, because I know you're still going to screw this thing up. But you got a podcast that's been downloaded 20 million times. You got a little bit of responsibility now. You're not that bubble on a skillet from way back in the day who could just go all over the place. And so I just want everybody to know your past should be celebrated that you're still here. You made it through. Nobody wants perfection. They just say, they just want to know, can you get me from point A to point B? That's all anybody wants. They want to pay you to solve the current problem in their life. That is it. If that's cleaning your carpet, trimming your trees, coaching, building a website, figuring out a mortgage, that's all they want. That's it, man. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, and, and that was actually, again, one of the things I loved about you, right? It was, we, we connected, you are, uh, you're promoting your podcast course and I bit, I was like, that's it. I'm in, uh, um, this guy's got something that I want. Right. Um, and that can get me somewhere. And, uh, that was the course. And then when I, I got the course, here Sam Crowley shows up in like a baseball cap um, and, and, you know, his little whiteboard flip chart. He's just doing yep. the thing. And you look, it looked like I could do it. Right. And I was like, well, okay, that's the next step for me. How can I, how can I move to what Sam's doing? Right. And um, share at the same time, share my message, right. Share this thing that's in my heart, find it. What is that yeah. thing in my heart? Right. Cause talk to me about how, you know, talk, give, give the audience here who doesn't know every day is Saturday, a little bit of background. Well, my daughter, back in the day, I was a corporate slave and I'd been in the corporate game for 15 years. And I, I don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth. I was making about 110 grand a year, salary, stock options, company car, all that stuff. But I had just become a dad recently, a few years prior to that. And my dad left me and my mom to raise eight kids by herself. This was the late 60s. I was born in 1968. My dad left. He'd had it. He went crazy, just lost his mind, left my mom to raise eight kids. So you know, the welfare and all that stuff, free cheese, goodwill clothes, all that. And, uh, you know, abuse, alcoholic mom, pretty abusive verbally, but I knew she loved me. I mean, deep down, I knew she loved me. She never told me. I never heard it once from a parent in my life that wow. I love you. 
or wow. you are loved. And I've searched for that my whole life. It has a lot to do with why sometimes I do stupid things is because I'm looking for that uh, acceptance. Because uh, I never had it growing up, man. All I ever heard from my mom was I never asked for you and I never wanted you. Wow. You know, that's what she told me a lot, you know, yeah. while she was on the bottle. So I never held that against her though. So mm -hmm. I said, God, if you ever give me kids, I'm just going to be the best person. I'm going to be that dad. I'm going to be throwing the football. I'm going to be going to the games, the ballet. Oh, I'm going to be picking them up. And you know what, man? My daughters have never, they don't even know me ever having a job. They, they don't recall me ever going to a job and they don't ever resonate. They just know me as the guy that's in the drop-off line and the pickup line at school. And look, man, I am not you know, Mr. Mom, I, I've got a wife of 22 years who does an amazing job. We have four daughters now, um, youngest of which side story was born at 24 weeks, one pound. And we didn't sleep for three years because the kid was in children's hospital, 221 days begging for her life. Then she comes home. We turn her house into a hospital. Mm. She was on a trach, a ventilator and all of that. So, you know, the everyday Saturday story, by the way, she's six years old now, the happiest kid you'd ever seen, no trick, no ventilator, still has a little bit of a feeding tube, stuttering problem, things like that. But she's built in the image of the creator, just like you right. are, just right. like every listener is built in the image of the creator. You know, I'm a Christian, so I believe that we all have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And I think it would be a pretty cool conversation when we get to heaven. Everybody in the Old Testament, you got Moses, you got David, you got everybody like that. And, and they say, hey, man, what was it like to live with the Holy Spirit inside you? Hmm. Like, we didn't have that before Christ. Like, whoa, that would be like, wow. You got all these people in the Old Testament would have loved to have had the Holy Spirit, the spirit Jesus left behind when he died on the cross inside of them. We're bulletproof, man. You know, we're only here for a short period of time. That's why sure. I walk around with kind of a chip on my shoulder, not to be an ass, but just to say, hey, man, I got the Holy Spirit inside of me. I don't worry about finances. I have a little bit of anxiety. I worry about my kids a lot, <laughs> you know, but, I, but that's what it means to me. And the whole everyday Saturday message is, is an opportunity for me to show up as my real self. Mm. And I know I'm going to make some people, I'm going to piss some people off. I get it. I'm an acquired taste, man. I am not, I am not everybody's <laughs> cup of tea. I get it. But I've been able to, you know, through only through the grace of God and the Holy Spirit inside of me to be able to build a movement here that people can resonate with and just allows them. I teach people how to share a compelling story. That's it. I teach people how I do 10 minute story podcasts in my car in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. And I've been doing it for 15 years. And that's really the crux of my business. It's so embarrassing, but it's what I do. Like, that's all I do. No, and and it, it works for you, right? Um, I never knew the the part where uh, never never caught that. You know, your mom never, you know, even said that. Uh, you know, I love you. That's tough, man. That's a tough way to tough way to grow up. Um, but, but you man, does it make you appreciate. It makes you appreciate because it makes you do a one eighty in life. Like if you've been an if you've been an alcoholic, mm -hmm. really, it makes you want when you finally get on that and you're sober for X amount of days, or you've been a drug addict, or you've been a, a you've been addicted to porn. Uh, we all have addictions, man. I was addicted to money and ego and all of that. But when you never hear, I love you, you say it all the time to your kids. When you yeah. don't have a drink or drink, you make sure you're more cognizant and forgiving of those that are going through tough times. I think it, I'm not trying to go all, you know, the other way, but I really think it's a blessing if you can just look at it from that perspective, you know? Well, yeah, I think that it's a, it's a big challenge to, to get to that point, right? You got to get, you got to get to that point to be able to say, you know, everything that I went through was to prepare me for what I need to go through. 
right? Or to help other, or to help others get through uh, similar things, right? Be like, hey, here's here's a path forward. You know, where you are right now. Um, if you're talking to somebody that's in a similar situation that you went through, you'd be like, hey, there's there's a way out, and here here's what I found uh, that yeah. works for me, right? Um, I loved how you brought up like uh, you know kind of the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, being imbibed with that. T- t- I mean, I'm not 100 sure what you mean by that. So if you could tell the audience what that means to you, I'd love I'd love to share that. Well, Jesus said that I, I leave my spirit with you when I die. I'm going to heaven and I'm seated at the right hand of the cross and I will come back again one day to judge the living and the dead, you know? And as Christians, we know that Jesus died on the cross for all of our sins. We Christianity is not a deeds-driven religion. You can't, you know, you can't go and give money to the homeless or donate your clothes or say 10 our fathers and a hail mary or anything like that that's not getting you into heaven. god's already given us through the grace of his son's death we mm. we have that ticket's been punched so it's not like you go out there and, and you don't act nice it's just that it doesn't matter brandon you could give all your money away all your earthly possessions away i could go kill somebody and you and i are still getting into heaven as long as I ask for forgiveness of my sins and accept Christ as my savior, there, there are 10 commandments in the Bible. Thou shall not steal is one of them that, you know, so if you steal a dollar from somebody knowingly and I go kill someone, those are viewed equally in the Mm. Bible as, Mm. as you've broken a commandment. There is no little white lie or the venial sin or immortal sin, all that stuff. So what it means to have the Holy spirit inside of you is that you've got that power of Jesus Christ inside of you. Does it mean you won't die of cancer? No. I mean, we have, it's a fallen world. That's the other side of the coin. You know, I've lost friends in my thirties and forties. I lost my mom in 1997. I mean, I've had nasty things done to me. I've done nasty things to people. I mean, it's a fallen world, man. We also have this thing called free will, you know, but when you have the Holy spirit inside of you, that means you have Jesus Christ himself inside of you. So when you have those bills that are sitting on your coffee table and you just got laid off, it's not like it's a get out of jail free card, but it should allow you to rest in the peacefulness of Christ to know that we, this is just a temporary gig, man. Even if you live to the mortal age of 78, the average mortality in the U S there is, and I'll, I'll give you an example, an analogy of uh, a gentleman, this pastor, Francis Chan, who used this analogy, imagine a rope that goes all around the world, millions and millions of times, just this big rope. And at the millions and millions and millions and millions of feet of this rope. And at the very beginning of this rope, Brandon, it's just a red marker. And it's just like that, just right at the very beginning. That's life on earth. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The rest of the rope represents eternity. So that's why, like I said, I get mad. I fly off the handle, you know, and I, I, I get anxious about stuff. But when you rest in the word, you're never anxious because you're resting in Christ himself. This is all just such a temporary gig, man. It is. I, I love it. Um, and, and I love the idea too, that, uh, you know, you, you, um, you don't hide this, uh, from anyone. Right. Or uh, let's back it up because when, when I did, uh, when I was, you know, a big listener of yours, you were, I think just kind of leading into sharing, you know, your Christianity, like full on, like super hard, right? Like it was your, what is it? What's that? The, the, you know, armor of God ages or whatever like that, right? Like this is like, you were just going full on, um, you know, talk about what it meant for you to uh, incorporate that into your podcast. Well, you know, I've always been a Christian. Well, I've always been a Christian. I grew up Catholic. And then in 2005, I would, I would say that's what most people would view as the word like being saved. Like you've accepted Christ into your heart, you know? Mm. And 
then around, you know, five years ago or so, when I was going through all this stuff with my daughter, I'm like, man, all I had, all we had was faith. That's all we had. We didn't have anything other than our faith. I'm not a, I don't know what to do with a kid born at one pound with a hole in her heart, several brain bleeds. I don't even know if she can see me. I mean, what do you do with a kid at one pound? All you have is faith in God. That's at that point, at least that's all I had. So I started, you know, sharing more of it on social media. And then what's funny is I, I just decided one day, I don't know why I sent an email out to my list and I said, Hey man, I got to give praise to God. You know, I, I don't know if you guys get this, but I am a Christian. I believe in God. I just like everything I just told you, you know, and I had an email list of 39,000 people at the time. And I said, Hey, if you're, um, if you want to stay on my list, man, and you believe this message, you click this link. Well, 38,000 of them didn't. Okay. So I love my email list basically went from 39,000 to 1,000, but my business increased that year. So I don't, I mean, look, I don't know, but I just, I, I'm not a preacher, pastor, teacher, you know? Um, I, mean, I, I think even Tony Robbins would acknowledge that all of the motivation that he says, or Jim Rohn or Les Brown, it all comes from the Bible. It's all the parables that Tony talks about. And Jim Rohn, if you've never listened to him on YouTube, it's a must listen. They all come from the Bible, Bob Proctor. They're all biblically based, you know? And so there's 66 of the best motivational books you'll ever hear all wrapped into one book called the Bible. And a lot of people butcher it. They'll say, money's the root of all evil. Well, no, the love of money is the root of all evil. You know, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a wealthy man to get into heaven. Okay, but that's because money's referenced. There's a reason why it's referenced more than any other phrase in the Bible, because God knew it would become an idol to us, you know? So I'm not a pastor. I'm just really in tuned with the Christian message. And if anybody wants to talk about religion over a beer, a glass of Merlot, I'm that guy. If you want me to quote scripture, I'm not that guy because I can barely quote it, but I know who wrote it. And I've got a pretty good relationship with the guy, I think, you know, but I'm not here to bring anybody to Christ. I'm here. If anybody were to say, hey, tell me more about it like you did. I'm here to tell you more about it. But I think the worst thing we can do as Christians is to try to beat the fish into the boat and say, repent, repent, you know, your last day. No, because people don't resonate. I think people resonate with more how you carry yourself, you know, than how you can quote scripture. That actually turns me off when somebody does that, like quotes the Bible and throws it back at me, you know? Yeah, no, that that can be that can be annoying. But uh, it's funny. It's funny that you bring up, uh, you know, Bob Proctor, right? Uh, and, and that line, the, uh, the idea of... Um, uh, people, people don't resist change. They resist being changed. Right. From Bob Proctor. Like that's, a, that's one of his lines. Um, the, well, you know, you brought up, you, you bring it up like, uh, you know, maybe your job's not to bring people to Christ, but, uh, we, we, you and I had a conversation where in that moment you felt like part of your role was to bring people to Christ. Even if you don't feel like that's your job, what does it mean to bring someone to Christ then? Well, I think, uh, we have a mutual friend, uh, Adam, who mm-hmm. thanked me because uh, he, claims that I had brought him to Christ and he got baptized and he let me know about it one day a few years ago saying, Hey man, I got baptized. I want to let you know you're the reason I came to Christ. I'm like, wow, that's a pretty big deal, man. Like I would give away all my money and all everything I've got. If some, if I were to get that message, you know, because as Paul says, and all the apostles say, I mean, the reason they were persecuted and all of that is because they want, they were preaching the gospel, you know? And we're, we're the only reason we're here as Christians is to share the good news. But I got to tell you, dude, I ain't going to Kroger in the produce section and sharing the good news with a stranger. I just don't do that. And I know I'm supposed to do that, but I just can't, I just can't do that, you know, but to bring somebody to Christ is like, that is monumental. I mean, that is amazing because now you know that they have that, everything that I just talked about earlier, they have that, they rest in that peace and they have that relationship. 
And it's a personal relationship to everybody. That's why I'm not in your face about it. It's personal to people. So, you know, if you are messing up, I'm not here to say, you know, stop watching the porn or stop stealing money or stop gambling or anything like that. I'm just say, hey, man, if you, if you want to talk about it, if I can help you at all, I can share some great resources with you, but only when you're ready. Because if you're not ready, it, it's just, it has the opposite effect, you know? No, I like, I like that a lot too. Um, I think that's almost fair too of some of these, um, I don't know, putting ourselves out there, some of these endeavors, right? Uh, but also be willing to take that step towards that. If that's something that you think is good for you, like go go explore it and go find out what it's like. And again, go to somebody like uh, Sam uh, or or others like, um, you know, for, for Christianity or, you know, podcasting and marketing, right? For me, I think I think a big part of this whole journey has been, uh, having faith in what's inside of me, right? The spirit that's inside of me, the Holy Spirit, I guess, right? I think that I could make that linkage, feeling that, and then stepping, you know, this was another huge, I love that. I still, like, this is a line that echoes uh, from Sam's podcast from back in the day. Because <laughs> when was the last time you stepped out in faith? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm sure you probably said it several times since, since then uh, on the podcast, but you know, you would hear Sam go, when was the last time you stepped out in faith? When was the last time you went out and you did something that uh, you, you believed in, right? Um, uh, and in yourself, right? Um, with purpose and passion. And Sam, if you haven't listened to Sam's podcast, this is something that he does very well. I uh, told him I, I hadn't listened for a minute and I picked up the podcast, listened to a few this morning and Sam was like, charging charging gung-ho with everything man um and it was so much it was so much fun just to because you are motivational you are inspiring um you know i caught the one where uh you know your daughter was being bullied yeah right uh and just just how fired up and how authentic you are um on your podcast when somebody um you know reaches out to you uh, where should they be in life or what should they be thinking when they reach out to Sam Crowley to have you uh, coach them or mentor them for uh, podcasting? They got to be ready to step. Like you just said it, step out. Um, a lot of people really, they just, and I was that way too, man. I'm not here again. You got to be ready. You got to, you got to be ready to launch your message. And that sounds pretty like scary. And what do I do? It's nothing. I mean, it's just, let me help you gain clarity on what your message is. Like I said, you could be a carpet cleaner, uh, trim, trimming trees. You could be a motivational speaker, whatever it is you want to do. But everything comes to us through the power of a story. And I teach people how to tell their story. So you got to be ready to create your million dollar message and then learn how to make money with that message. And that's an organic play. It's not a push button. I mean, we can all buy Facebook ads, drive traffic to a funnel and and deal with all those numbers. I'm more of an organic guy where I like to build it from podcasting is my main thing, but you could do it on YouTube. You could do it on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. I mean, I'm just, I focus on podcasting because I've been doing it 15 years and I like to do simple better. You know, if you talk about that one phrase right there, do simple better. So keep it simple and do it better than everybody else. Don't keep, you know, look squirrel, you know, and you go chasing 10 different things. It's just, I've seen that. I've done that. How do I know it doesn't work? I've done all this stuff I talk about that doesn't work. The only way I know is because I've actually done it myself, you know? And so I've chased those squirrels, the shiny objects thinking I'm going to get on a webinar. Oh my God, I'm going to do real estate liens and tax liens. And I'm going to go do commercial real estate and I'm going to go be an MLM and I'm going to have lotions, potions, and pills in my basement. My I've done all that, man. And you know what? That works. There's billionaires in the MLM industry. You know who isn't passionate about lotions, potions, and pills? This guy. 
Me, I wouldn't be good at it because I'm not passionate about it. You know what I'm passionate about? Getting on a podcast with you and talking about stuff that's real. And, you know, when you're talking about faith, a faith that's never been tested can't be trusted. So if you think that you're going to operate that faith muscle without ever stepping out, it ain't going to work because if you've never tested it, how could you possibly trust it? You know? Always so much fun with Sam Crowley. Always so much fun. Um, Sam, I know we, we've got kind of a short time period today, so I'm not going to try and um, drag anything out too I much. I got time, man. You got, got time? time? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if you were. When, when, um, when you also talked about you know being saved in 2005, right? Um, I'm curious what that looked like and felt like for you. Well, I had been through a bankruptcy, so I was humbled. I think God, when he's, when you're ready to come to him, he, I think he's going to humble everybody at some point in time. I had an ego the size of Montana. Like I said, I was running a $90 million corporate division here in Cincinnati, and I had all these employees. Problem was I had 20 college credits, most of them gym and health class. I was ill prepared to manage anybody. I couldn't get my dog to sit, let alone, you know, get employees to listen to me. I was not a leader. I know I am not John Maxwell. Okay. So, I was just terrible, I think, at what I did, but I was getting all these accolades and getting promoted, but I didn't have a passion for it. And it all came crashing down. I left and I thought I was going to be, I, I bought a Quiznos franchise and that went to hell. I, I love went bankrupt, lost 300 grand, borrowed money from my sister, lost that. I had no money, man. No money. Filed bankruptcy October 11th of 2005. It was humbling. I didn't, a bankruptcy is like a scarlet letter. I thought you could just not ever recover it's done. You're done. And I lost my job and well, I left my job, but then I went back to my job three months later working for everybody that used to work for me. And that's when I would start going to church with my wife. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. What's everybody putting their hand in the air? What? We don't do that. at Cat. When I was growing up Catholic, you don't talk in church. You know, what's that PowerPoint up there, man? This is get. This is, what is this? A movie theater production or something? But then it started to work. And, and that's what God does. He starts to work on a broken heart, a broken person. You can't, well, you got this facade up and you got that ego like I had, you know, you can't, God can't go to work on you, but he will, he'll get to you and he'll get to you through the crack in your armor. And we all got a crack in our armor and he'll use, and Satan will get to you through the cracks in your armor too. And when Satan gets to you through pornography, through drugs, through alcohol, through money, he knows the crack in your armor. He will work that crack. God was looking for the light and he's looking to work with you and work on your heart. Satan's looking to do one thing. That's all he can do is lie. He's got a lie. It's all he does is lie. He's got one trick and that's to lie to you. So when I was saved, I accepted Christ. I said, man, I can't do this anymore. I don't want the ego. I just don't want anything. I just want a relationship with God. Now I know why I'm here. And that's, you know, what happened. Yeah, it's powerful. I've never heard that uh, story from you before. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah. When, when you not, now you're, now you're full in, right. Do you feel like your uh, business is more fulfilling because you've got your spirituality lead on it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't have it figured out. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm, I have, I listen to a great podcast, Elevation Church, Stephen Furtick in North Carolina. I love my favorite podcast. I listen to a lot of spiritual things like that, audiobooks to keep my mind where it needs to be. And here's the thing I do have that I don't think I used to have is when I feel myself straying off course, God brings me back. And look, keep the main thing, the main thing. Remember your dad, your husband, yeah, you know, you, this business isn't everything. Cause look, I have ups and downs like everybody does in business and relationships and, you know, finances, all that stuff and health. Uh, but I feel like, you know, now at least I've got kind of an internal GPS guiding me. I didn't have that before. 
you mentioned like the the health part. Uh, I know I remember um, one of the big parts too when we when we first connected. You were doing the hundred laps, I think, through the pool, <laughs> right? Uh, and that's that's actually what ended. I mean, I, I ended up doing it too, which was really funny. Um, I ended up you know swimming and and doing a triathlon and and, and getting healthy. You know, how's that tying into to kind of everything you're doing too? Well, my wife and I joined this eight week fitness group six weeks ago and I weighed 210, but it's kind of purpose because I drove the car off the cliff with food the night before I started, went out to a big dinner with my wife and all that, but I weighed in at 210 down to 190. It's only been five weeks. We're on week six now. Uh, my wife and I have grown very close together through this because we're doing it together. I had to drag her kicking and screaming. My wife is not overweight. She's like, I don't want to do this stuff. Like, Come on, let's do it. Yeah. But she feels amazing. We feel amazing. We've gone closer. We eat together now, breakfast, lunch, dinner, because we got to eat the same types of foods and stuff. And I always think that, you know, health is so amazing. I mean, I'm 52 years old, man. I feel like I'm 25. I mean, I really, and I'm not just saying that I really do. I feel the aches and pains when I get up a little bit in the morning that I didn't when I was younger, but I mean, I'm running three, four times a week. I'm lifting three times a week. I feel like I could, you know, get in a ring with a gorilla and beat the crap out of them. And I feel like I could outrun Roger Bannister, man. You know, all of this at the same time. And I say all that jokingly because I can't do any of that. But health-wise, uh, right now, I feel I'm just getting healthier and stronger and my mind is sharper. And for example, I gave up cream. I, I never had sugar. I gave up sugar a long time. I gave up sugar and pasta a long time ago. Still eat bread sometimes. Well, now I'm drinking black coffee. I'm not a black coffee guy at all. Like I can, I, I wanted to vomit on the first day. I thought I'd have to have black coffee. Well, now that you get a little bit of, you know, flavored coffee, like cinnamon or snickerdoodle, something like that. It doesn't count against you. It's all about that intermittent fasting. You know what I mean? Sure. So, I'm a black coffee guy now. I'll never go back to cream. I haven't had cream in six weeks. I haven't had sugar in six weeks outside of fruit, you know, natural sugar. Feeling amazing, man. Sam, imagine imagine putting cream in your wine. That's what you'd be doing now, right? That's what it's like. I mean, because I've been a black coffee guy for years. And like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. When I see people put cream in sugar, I'm like, that's a, why would you ruin a good coffee? Dude, you should go to Dunkin' because there are people who get 12, 13 sugars, okay? Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but I was in line the other day at Dunkin' getting a black coffee. And they said, yeah, I'll have five sugars and on a caramel swirl coffee, which is uh, all sugar itself. Uh, but she leaves. I go, oh, my gosh. I said to the girl with it, five sugars. She goes, a guy before you had 13. I go, 13? How the hell do you even drink coffee with 13 sugars? Think of what we're doing to our body. Yeah, you know? I can't. I, I, all that, all that inclusive, all that included. So, you mentioned you mentioned a couple of uh, podcasts. Uh, what are some audibles? I guess that you like to keep your uh, spirituality um, mojo going, like audio books or podcasts or audio books, podcasts, some you know, resources that if uh, you know the people are looking for a, a spiritual bump, or yep. as I like to call it, spiritual dope uh get their hit um where would they go like what do you like well i think um there's a few stephen furtick is my number one like i said uh elevation church i love it chris valentin has some great uh, uh, audiobooks the one i listened to recently was called poverty riches and wealth it's v as in victor a l l o t t o n chris valentin chris with a k k r i s and that's a great audiobook. It's a biblically based book about poverty, riches, and wealth. And it doesn't make you feel ashamed for being a wealthy Christian. All right. Mm. Uh, because God, look, God wants us to be prosperous. He just doesn't want us to idolize money. That's all. Sure. And so, look, if there weren't any wealthy Christians, churches wouldn't be built, hospital wings wouldn't get funded, things like that. You know, we need very, very wealthy 
people who know how to use that money for God's kingdom. So those are the types of audible audios that I search for are wealthy, both. I don't mean wealthy, just money wise. I mean, wealthy, but I am not going to listen to somebody who says, give all your money away. God doesn't want you to, but that's crazy. You know, God, <laughs> we can't, money is just a tool. It doesn't right. even like the old adage. I don't know who said it, but the government sure knows how to ruin a good piece of paper, putting ink on it, you know, money. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's just, I like wealthy Christians who do good things. I mean, Rick Warren wrote purpose driven life, you know, and that guy reverse tithe is 90% of his money he gives away, lives on 10%. Now I understand 10% of 10 million or whatever the guy has a lot of money, but still he's given away how many other people could make that much money and give away 90%, you know? Yeah. So those are the types of teachings I like to listen to. Yeah, no, that, that's powerful. That's powerful. Um, reminds me of a, uh, you know, I get a Buddhist reverend on and I talk to him every once in a while and he talks about uh, being able to give with wisdom, right? Not just, not just like give it all away, but to be able to give and, and know that it's going to a place that it's going to have an impact. It's like an investment in society, right? Where's this going to best, 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 uh, best play out. Um, well, that's it, brother. I didn't have a whole lot for you today, man. Well, it's, it's been a minute. I wanted to, covered uh, a lot. We yeah, covered a lot. yeah. Wanted to get you on and, and uh, just, you know, thank you again for being the inspiration that you were and are, um, and you continue to be for others and what it looks like to, you know, be a shining light and have a flourishing business. And, and that's something I think that you've exemplified. Thank you. And it's great catching up with you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Where do I send people to go find the Sam Crowley? Hey, I do have a brand new uh, video I put out at launchmymovement.com and they can check out, I will launch and your entire podcast for you. Whoa, and whoa, whoa. Wait a second. What's yep. that look like? What's that look like? I, all you got to do is literally talk. I put everything together with a monetization plan to show you how to make six figures with your podcast. So mm. all you got to do is literally just speak into the microphone that I tell you to buy. <laughs> Even that part is done. Wow. Wow. Okay. So it's a done for you podcast is programmed. If you go to launchmymovement.com. That's awesome, man. No, that's great. That's great. Um, and the guys, guys and girls, you know, Sam's been doing it for a long time. Uh, he is a coach for Tony Robbins. Uh, right. Can I say that? You know, uh, uh, yeah, uh, no, it's all, there are coaches out of podcast too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, he, it's not like he's some dude, uh, just, well, he may be doing it out of his basement and he is definitely doing <laughs> it out of his car. car. Doing my car yeah. <laughs> he's out there in a car in front of Dunkin' Donuts, but, uh, you know, um, you know, reach out to him because he he's legit. He's been doing it for a long time. And if you've got a message that's on your heart, he can help you get that out there. And uh, the part about like hand, being handheld, like to get through it. And with that kind of plan, that's awesome, Sam. Thanks for putting that out there for people. Thanks right, brother. For being, a, being a good student, dude. I remember when we, uh, I remember when we started working together three years ago and I know that you were a bit apprehensive. I just know you were when we first started working together. Like, who's this guy? What am I getting myself into? And look where we are over three years, still friends, you know, yeah. we still talk and we respect each other. And that's what happens when you get into a congruent relationship with people on the internet. You know, you can have these long lasting friendships and somebody can still pay you money. And that doesn't mean you look at them with a dollar sign on their forehead. We, you know, we'll be talking for a long time to come. So don't be afraid to put your message out there. You'll attract individuals like I attracted Brandon. And here we are three and a half, almost four years later, still in touch with each other. That's the power of building friendships out of client relationships. Agreed. Yeah. 
And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.